0: Hello, guys. Thanks for listening to the NTT20 betting show. We're sponsored by Black Type Bet. Uh, you can find them at www.blacktype.bet. They have an app as well, and they're offering a £10 Free football bet for anyone that signs up using the offer code NTT20. So, upon signing up to BlackType, if you fancy giving it a go, uh, you can use the offer code NTT20 for a £10 football selection without even having to deposit. Go and check out blacktype.bet today if you haven't already. And get involved with the offer code for those of you who are already signed up, already using Blacktype for your football punting or for any other punting. Uh, Scorebore is the way of getting something back from our sponsors, Blacktype. And three of you won Scoreboard last weekend. We'd had a bit of a barren spell. Uh, it's not easy to win to pick a game that will finish nil-nil. And over 4.5 goals uh, I don't know what Jack and George normally about a 40 to 1 double or something like that so not easy to do but three of you did uh, we had Emil we had Wazza and Dazza I'm not joking um, as our winners this week so well done a 20 pound free bet in their account courtesy of Black Type uh, George there's something else as well uh, another competition uh, that we're doing in conjunction with Black Type and this one's asking listeners to get a bit creative
1: yeah, as you mentioned, Black Type pride themselves on their aggressive pricing, their bold pricing, as you put it. And as such, we are launching a new competition where you make bold predictions for the rest of the season. Uh, is tweet us, send us in your bold prediction. So something that's a bit out there, a bit different, doesn't necessarily have to tie into a betting market whatsoever, but just a prediction that, you know, similar to the scoreboard is, is, isn't likely, isn't one that people would turn around and say to you, yeah, that's something I can see happening. Something where you're really sticking your neck out and you're making a bold prediction. So Ali we both made our own bold predictions, so you can kind of follow into uh, what we're trying to do here. What's yours?
0: Yeah, so at the, uh, at the end of the season, we should say these will all be reviewed. Uh, the bold predictions that ended up being correct will be reviewed, and three people will be chosen uh, to win a £50 free bet with black type at the end of the season. So uh, a bit of fun, really. My, I've got two here, uh, George, and actually... <laughs> Um, ours, I think, are in direct opposition of each other, so that's quite an interesting start. Uh, my bold prediction is that the Championship playoff final will be West Brom two, Norwich one, and Craig Dawson will score a goal in the playoff <laughs> final at Wembley.
1: That's
0: my that's my bold prediction. That's What's
1: funny? Yours? Well, neither of ours can come true. I mean, mine's a little bit less p- no, specific not neither than of ours. Just I'm not sorry, one of them. They both <laughs> can't come true yet. Um, mine is that the West Brom won't make the playoffs this season. Um, which I think, you know, a lot of uh, baggies out there will be expecting them to um, at least knock on the door of automatics. But um, I'm not convinced at all. And I have a feeling that if there's a team in that area of the league, that's going to drop out of it completely. They're the ones I'm plumping for. Um,
0: I think the beauty of these bold predictions is you don't need, you don't need to to go too far to justify yourself. That's the nature of them. Exactly. Uh, they are they're, they're more than long shots. They are they are bold. They're creative. They're, the they're
1: long a bit out of shots. Um, <laughs> so
0: tweet us, guys, at NTT Twenty Pod at Black Type Bet. There'll be a fifty pound free bet up for grabs, uh, and also just really good fun for us to see uh, what you guys are thinking in terms of bold uh, predictions. George, before we get into our match in focus, uh, happy Valentine's Day. It's a, and to you, mate. It's a treat to be sitting alongside Thank you. Thank you very
1: much for my card. It was a lovely touch.
0: On, on today of all days, the day of love. And um, it's apt that we would be together talking about football And we certainly do love the EFL. And last week's betting show made us love punting on the EFL uh, a bit more than previous weeks. I think it's fair to say our best ever week on the betting show,
1: yeah, we double figures it between us, which nice. is good, um, which we've got to be happy about. You, had what does, sorry, what does double
0: figures mean Well,
1: between us, we we, we broke ten points profit um, combined, nice. so that is really really good indeed. Um, you absolutely nailed it with uh, BTTS. Yes, the match and focus Oxford Preston winner. Scunthorpe, thought the nap was a winner. Grimsby drawn no A bet was a winner. Macclesfield Crew BTTS yes was a winner. Just Fleetwood minus one was the only one that let you down. Still haven't won a so long the clean shot. Clean sweeps. That's six point zero nine up for the uh, weekend. And I got four out of six. So the draw was correct for Oxford Sunderland, Preston, Donny and Barry all winners. BTTS was wasn't one, and nor was Rotherham to nil. Blazz up four point zero one. So ten point ten up for the weekend. And that leaves us in decent, well, better shape overall. You're minus 16.38 and I'm getting back towards zero on minus 6.8.
0: And yeah, never too high, never too low. We're going to get straight into our match in focus, which is Carlisle against MK Dons uh, this weekend in League Two. Uh, This is, we think, the most interesting matchup, uh, both from a football perspective perspective, but also an interesting one from a betting perspective. You've got Carlisle, the home side, who are very much within the playoff places in sixth. At one point behind MK Dons, who are fourth, having picked up a valuable and much-needed win in midweek. Carlisle, 2.75 of this one. Uh, MK Dons, 2.6, the away team with the draw at 3.323 to 10. So uh, it's one that the bookies are finding hard to to take a strong stance on. George, you've been looking at MK Dons and, and that win in midweek was very welcome, wasn't it?
1: It was welcome. Um, we had a chat you know off off the record midweek and and I and I said that I was back in the midweek and they duly obliged away at Newport. Um, why the, Why were you feeling so well, good Despite it d- Despite the, the slump of form, the performances, especially going forward, still rank pretty well. The three games beforehand, um, for XG4, they went 2.74, 0.96, 2.68. So that is not a team who's, who's struggling to create chances going forward. Um, if you're looking at the, the games that they'd lost, it was a 3-2 defeat against Swindon, a 3-1 defeat against Exeter and a 4-3 defeat against Bury. So they'd still scored 6 goals there against three teams will definitely finish in the top half this season possibly even better um, so it's just tightening up, tightening up at the back which was the issue and it seemed like despite the results um, sliding it, w- it was never going to be um, a slump that we'd either predicted or was going to last particularly long and they duly obliged with a dominant performance against Newport they left it very late for the goal but posted another score of 2.48 for XG going forward so You've got to be impressed. It was interesting to see their team midweek as well. Um, they dropped uh, Chuck Sineke for the second time in the last few weeks, but he came off the bench and scored. Jordan Houghton's been coming off um, recently after about the hour mark, and he didn't even get off the bench this game as well. Uh, Cissé came in and started in midfield, and that seemed to really just, just make them a bit more solid at the back. You know, he's a dominant presence in front of the back four, and, and I think that just steadied the ship a little bit. So... Lots of reasons to be positive for MK Dons here. Um, I think that that, get that result midweek is going to be the start of something um, impressive. And I'll hand it over to you now to talk about Carlisle. But from what I can see, um, there could be warning signs coming up for them. But I'll let you you know, say whether or not you agree with me. Yeah, answer.
0: I don't know if I do agree with you there. Uh, I, I would say in doing some in-depth research in Carlisle, I've become slightly more convinced than maybe we have been in recent weeks, that, um, that they're a legitimate playoff contender. Um, they obviously won eight games out of nine from mid-December until the end of January, a sensational run. Um, and that was a, a run in which they lost halfway through uh, Jerry Yates, Nadison and Sowerby, who were all loanies. They were all contributing massively. Um, at the top end of the pitch, and they were all recalled by their parent clubs. They also lost their manager, John Sheridan, um, who fancied a relegation battle with Chesterfield in the National League more than a, a League Two playoff push with Carlisle, which left Stephen Presley to come in, in in one of the more attractive managerial vacancies you're likely to see uh, in, in the month of February and the month of January. Uh, I think he's made a pretty good start, and he's, an, he's, he's done some interesting things tactically. There've been a few games recently where Jamie Devitt, who's really their their, their star man, their real creative force, have uh, been playing a, as a false nine. And he's a guy that we would normally see uh, as a number ten, possibly playing off the left and drifting in. But Devitt is the key man here because he's suspended for this game. Uh, he was done a straight red card in midweek in their defeat to Crew early on for a, what looked like quite an innocuous stamp kick, sort of little. He just sort of booted the bloke on the ground just a little bit probably a silly thing to do and, and he's missing this game and I think that is quite a big miss um, for Carlisle I expect them to go for a pretty standard 4-3-3 uh, with, with Hallam Hope through the middle Nathan Thomas the diminutive winger uh, and possibly 17 year old uh, Liam McCarran, who's a Youth Academy product who's a, a very lively wide man with a good left foot shot in, in midfield I quite like what they've got Kelvin Atuhu at the base and Callum O'Hare on loan from Aston Villa it looks like he's got bags of quality um, carries the ball forward well and Regan Slater who's on loan from Sheffield United as well so those guys offer um, some quality for midfield and the back four is, is very standard the thing I love most about Carlisle George is that their back four uh, the right back Miller wears number two the left back Granger wears number three centre backs Gerard and Parks wearing four and six that is is how it should be um, and just Are you coming
1: out as a proper you know as a real football man here you know you're going through the, you're going through the squad numbers and I you're just, tipping
0: Look mate I just miss the days where men were men and yeah, where you could enough. you know make a tackle from behind and, and threaten someone's ankles well, On Valentine's Day as, as well um, <laughs> Yeah absolutely um, No for Carlisle look they scored 16 goals in their first 16 games in the league so they were really slow to get going but they've scored 34 in the last 16 uh, they've got exactly the same record at home as they do away from home. Um, so they're just a, 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 an interesting team, a, quite a bizarre team. And I think, especially having looked at the numbers, a fairly legit playoff contender. Unfortunately, they are missing Jamie Devitt, who I think is their big miss. So I, I wouldn't be confident backing them here. But I do think that they will go toe-to-toe toe with MK Dons. I don't think there's a huge goal for class between these two teams with the home advantage uh, I'm going to take a draw in this game uh, at 23 to 10 as my pick uh, and one last note they've had this big campaign trying to get 8k through the gates for this game and they've done some really creative things on social media marketing campaigns that have been really good fun uh, players acting can go very wrong at times but they've, they've done well out of it and it looks like they'll pass their target so really good atmosphere and, uh, and well done to the commercial marketing media team because uh, it's the sort of thing we like to see
1: there's no other betting podcast in the world where you'll have someone crediting the marketing and commercial team as well as you know, <laughs> talking about how much he loves the shirt numbers of the team he's <laughs> he's talking about. Um, oh, I, I have to disagree with you. I do think there's a golfing quality between these teams. Um, I, I'm aware that there are certain Carlisle fans who listen to this who think I have an axe to rhyme with them. I don't. Um, I, every time they prove me wrong, um, it's... It's uh, you know they do and there's no denying it, but I, I do think this MK team are, uh, are better than than the current form book suggests, uh, and and the way they um, are creating chances at will, um, and the talents they've got in in, the, in attacking areas as well as you'd assume that Cisse will, will retain his place in that base of the midfield, um, with Carlisle also having to overcome the fact that they played midweek um, as well as MK on so. I do think the home advantage is important for Carlisle here. Um, I've mentioned the goals in the games we've seen MK playing as well, where they haven't been particularly strong at the back either. So I think MK will come out on top in this one. I think they're the rightful favourites for the game. Um, but I'm going to add over two and a half goals to that bet as well. So MK and over two and a half at 11 to four with Black type Risky.
0: Um, hashtag 8K for MK. Uh, that's, <laughs> what, that's what they're calling it. Looking forward to that one. Keep an eye out. Uh, on that game, guys, we'd ask you to to let us know what you think about that game uh, as we move into our more general picks. Starting, George, with your nap, please.
1: Yeah, my nap's in the championship. Um, I've, I'm repeating my mistake from last week. Um, it may be ludicrous to uh, to be napping a team who've had just one win since November the 3rd and two wins since the 15th of September. But that is what I'm doing. That's I'm, what makes you, you. I am napping Rotherham. Um, who are at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I just think this run of form, um, this winless run is unfair on a team who are performing just way, way better than that. Um, They've had 13 draws um, in that time. 13! um, Of of, of just the two wins. um, And a lot of those draws, they've been very unlucky not to to win. Mm. If you're looking at the home form in particular, they've lost just three of these games. Um, And if you're looking at the draws that they've had in that time... Um, and if you look at the XG data, they beat Wigan on the XG data 1.9, 0.53. They beat Reading 2.71, 2.27. They beat Sheffield United 1.88, so very marginally, uh, you must say, 1.73. The only one that they've, in, in recent times, they've drawn where they've been uh, losing on that front was against QPR. Uh, also worth remembering that they've only lost four games at home this season, which is the same number as Norwich. So their home form is definitely what's what's keeping them in the race to uh, to stay up. Um, which now looks like it's a straight shootout between them but for two spots, between them, Reading and Bolton. Uh, so I, I just think at the price at the moment, um, they are currently 15 to eight. I think that they are, in my view, the more likely winners um, compared to Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday are definitely improved since Lukai left and the data reflects that as well. But I just think this Rotherham team, at home at least, is, is a solid mid-table team who haven't had the rub of the green recently. And, um, and with these runs of form... A lot of people would balk at the fact that they've gone so long without winning and that one win at home since the 15th of September was an undeserved win at home to Preston as well. A real smash and grab. But this run isn't going to continue with the level of performances as they are. So um, yeah, very happy to have two points on Rotherham to finally uh, get out, get that win over the line because um, they're going to need it very, very soon in order to stay up.
0: Rotherham napped up. That is, uh, that's is—that's an interesting one, I must say. That is a very, very interesting one. I'm, uh, I'm napping up. Sunderland in League One, Sunderland uh, a team that we've spoken at length about over the last few weeks, disproportionately so I think it's fair to say um, in League One so I'm going to keep it fairly short because um, we've spoken about them uh, with a sort of wide angle but I'm zooming in on this game at home to Accrington on Friday night live on Sky Sports and I think the price of five to six uh, we talked about bold pricing I consider that to be very bold pricing black type are the best price here uh, and I'm very happy to take them on and pick Sunderland for my nap they were much better on Tuesday night we spoke about um, a sort of um, slow paced attack not really working and teams sitting deep and uh, uh, and upping their game in uh, supposedly up at the Stadium of Light and making it difficult for Sunderland and them not making it easy for themselves but I think actually they would have been good for that win against Blackpool so many one all draws recently many of whom you'd say uh, they didn't deserve much more than that but I don't think that was the case on Tuesday night, Will Grigg uh, did have chances created for him and you wondered whether that would be the case in fact we thought he wouldn't have many chances created for him but he would score those he did, in the end he did have chances created for him and he didn't score them, but we would expect him to do so. Uh, they did play with more intent, a bit more zip. Uh, Ledbitter played at the base of midfield with Gooch, Honeyman, Watmore and McGeady uh, in front of him and Grig up top. So it does seem a, with a, a formation, a, a selection with a bit more intent. And that's what they'll need here against Accrington. I don't think it will take much to get past this Accrington side. And this is a big part of... Uh, Sunderland being my nap Uh, we've mentioned it before they still haven't scored in the league since Boxing Day Accrington seven league games without a goal now I feel a bit bad because if you delve into the XG numbers over that period of time they've they've created more than enough to score a goal um, to to end that run but they haven't had the finishing um, some unbelievable chances missed in that time uh, especially from from Luke Armstrong the youngster on loan from Borough I think they're going to be setting up look Trying not to lose here, Accrington, it's completely fair for that to be their game plan, um, but I just don't see them having enough quality uh, to keep Sunderland at bay, um, and I don't see them having enough quality to really scare Sunderland at the back, so uh, I'm going to take the home win here at 1.83, which is 5-6, to six. black type the best price for that one, Sunderland at my nap
1: here. So I'll stay quiet. Yeah, you
0: stay quiet um, <laughs> until we move t- you on. You tell me about League One. What's your pick
1: here? Um, just a, a tried and tested method, really. I'm just backing Luton. Um, there's there's nothing for them to fear going to Fleetwood. Their last away defeat was on the 13th of October, um, and that was away at Barnsley, which was live on Sky. When a game in which they performed very, very well indeed, and were unlucky to lose it. And they've, scored, they've since drawing um, that game against against Sunderland. Um, which they were unlucky to draw at the Stadium of Light they've, they've gone on to win five games on the bounce under Mick Harford um, they scored 14 goals in those five games nine of which have come from James Collins um, it's it, I, I don't I mean at odds against I pretty much bat Luton um, home or away against any team in this league so the fact you're getting to take on Fleetwood who are un in the middle of what seems, yeah, you just like... you said a, you
0: don't think Luton have got anything to fear. I, I don't agree. I've I've got Fleetwood. I'm quite hot on Fleetwood. If
1: I, quite sweet on them. If I if I'm not allowed to talk about Sunderland, then you can talk about Fleetwood. But um, okay. but they. I mean, I, I think the Fleetwood have are obviously going through a, something of a renaissance. Um, they're getting the results to pull them away from any relegation trouble. Uh, the one nil defeat against Scunthorpe was very unfair, given um Fleetwood Scunthorpe didn't have a shot in the game, <laughs> but, shot on target. And, and they're showing a they're showing a an ability to manage games that they definitely lacked earlier on in the season. However, I mean, they're just a completely different class of team on display here. Um, This Luton team are on a a romp towards the title. And um, I'm thankful for Fleetwood's brief run of good form because that's enabling us to get the price that we are here. Um, for Luton's last five games XG4 again at 2.53 2.13 2.41 0.95 2.46 that is absolutely ridiculous that is creating chances at will consistently to have four out of five over two and well over two is, is, is quite something and I just do not think this this Fleetwood team this Fleetwood defence will be able to stand it for too long um, so uh, this run is going to come to an end we can't expect Luton to carry on and march on as they are But um, but at 23 to 20 this is uh, this is too good to pass up.
0: I think this is where it, it might come to an end and I might as well get my BTTS pick out the way because this is the game I've chosen. BTTS, yes, Fleetwood v Luton. Uh, as you know, I've been quite sweet on, on Fleetwood for the last few weeks. Um, I've had them and BTTS, yes, uh, as my long shot both of the last weeks and they've won both games 1-0. Uh, I think that they are... One of the better sides, if not the best side now, now that Doncaster are within the top six. I reckon Fleetwood might be the best team in their current guys uh, outside of the top six. Uh, 56% of their home games have gone BTTS this season. Um, so you can't really say either way there. But I think Luton, um, same as you, are a banker to score in every game. They've scored in their last seven away games, um, 14 goals in, in that time. So it comes down to Fleetwood scoring. And I just think you know they create a decent amount they've got threats from all over the pitch with Madden and Evans up front uh, Ross Wallace taking the set pieces um, uh, any number of, of other attacking options either from the start or off the bench um, Ash Hunter for example second most assists in the league this year um, absolutely loves to cut in and whip in an in swinging cross to Madden or Evans so keep an eye out for that uh, so BTTS yes for me Uh, in that game my championship pick is Sheffield United to win to nil against Reading at home not a lot I loved in the championship this weekend so I've had to sort of add something to the Sheffield United's um, sort of outright price I suppose to, to get a slightly more attractive prospect so to win to nil my thought process there is that Sheffield United at home very strong defensively conceding just 13 in their 16 home games only Middlesbrough. Uh, have a better record in terms of goals conceded at home I remember these two teams playing each other not that long ago probably two months ago and Sheffield United sliced through Reading with ease Reading have have changed a lot under Jose Gomez Um, you know the starting 11 now will be entirely different pretty much to to what it was even two months ago and they've improved slightly to the extent that they are out the relegation zone and in Nelson Oliveira they have a, a genuine goal threat But I don't think they're at the point where they can compete, uh, especially away from home, against a team like Sheffield United, who I think are a massive candidate for automatic promotion. Um, I think that the playoff spot should just go to the top three. I just think that three (laughs) should go up, because to me, um, there's an obvious gap between third and and fourth. You won't be saying that if if,
1: if Preston sneaked their way into the last (laughs) spot, will you?
0: No, maybe not. Um, But yes, no. Sheffield United have won their last five at home, uh, four of them to nil against Blackburn, QPR, Bolton and Middlesbrough uh, none of those teams were very good going forward I don't think Reading are that good either so Sheffield United to win to nil my pick in the Championship 23 to 20 uh, which leaves League 2 in terms of our team picks George where are you going here I think when you sent through the list earlier I I thought to myself, I'm not sure about the Luton pick, and I'm not sure about your League Two pick as well. So you're really
1: you're making a rod for your own back. Here when we're sitting here next week, and I've uh, about and <laughs> <laughs> not only would I have gone further ahead, but you'd have said you didn't agree with any, any of them as well. Well, it's
0: more interesting than our joint picks, which we've had in the last That's few weeks. That's all
1: right, <laughs> though. Um, I just find it fun that you're telling me beforehand that you don't like them. That's well, um, better than afterwards. Yeah, it? it's just something we haven't really done before. Um, I wish I wish i doing that the whole time. Chippy, um, chippy
0: on Valentine's Day, like it.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I mean, Oldham. Um, at home to crew for, for many, many reasons. Um <laughs> I um Oldham's uh, recent home form, um if it take their last eight games is is, fu- is w- winning five, drawing two and losing just one. They've scored eight in, 18, one eight in those uh eight in those eight games. Um so despite a perceived um run of bad form, their home form is absolutely brilliant. Um the loss of Sam Surridge hasn't really seemed to affect them. Putting four past Yeovil last time out at home and three past Crawley in their last away game. Um, very impressive in that first game under Sculzy. Callum Lang is a, is a player who who's fit right in um, to that mould, and he's he's a fantastic player. And, and is basically, as we've been mentioning um, on this podcast for a while, he's too good for this league and is a real talisman for them as well. Um, Crew, on the other hand, are just absolutely desperate away from home. Um, their ten points they picked up away from home this season is the joint worst in the league. Um, they are a Jacklin Hyde team beyond anyone else. And I mean, I'd be backing Oldham here if they were uh, I mean a lot shorter than they are. Um, but at, I mean, at thirteen to ten, given their home form and given how how powerful and how easily they score, um, and the players at their disposal, and and the boost that you know Skull seemingly gave them midweek against the Oval, compared to a crew team who are just completely devoid of confidence or quality on the road, um, this seems like an easy. I mean, it's it's basically a stats bet um, that, that stacks up to a price that that should be a lot shorter than thirteen to ten on offer.
0: Yeah, yeah, Crew's home for uh, away form is, a, is, is the big one, isn't it? But I, I have been impressed with them and in Oldham general. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm, no, <laughs> no, sorry. What I should have said is the reason I, I'm not that into your bet is nothing to do with Oldham. It's because I like Crew in the last few weeks. I think they've played really well. So um, that was my only reason. But their away form over the course of the season has been quite miserable, is, is definitely fair to say. Um, my League Two pick, I'm sorry, uh, George, it's not good content which we should be always looking for, but it's Forest Green to beat Yeovil at home. It's four to six, um, uh, a, a bit like the championship. I wasn't inspired by much in League Two, so just trying to get out of here with something um, rather than punt on something that I don't fancy. Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, I'm still quite anti-Yeovil uh, in their current guys. Uh, I think Yeovil fans are quite anti-Yeovil under Darren Way. Uh, their form is absolutely horrendous and uh, they leak chances they don't create many themselves um, they're probably better away from home than they are at home so I'd almost rather this game was at Hewish Park um, rather than the new lawn but I just think there's a huge in class between these two teams Forest Green uh, are winless in three they've had some really tough fixtures but it's fair to say they're not quite hitting the the giddy heights that we expected there is a group of teams isn't there outside of the top three who are Kind of all very similar, um, capable of putting together good runs, um, but all sort of scrabbling around on very similar points tallies. And Forest Green, very much part of that. Uh, Yeovil, I would be not surprised at all if they are relegated come the end of the season. Um, that's how poor I think they are. And we know that with Notts County and Morecambe uh, having a, a bit better form recently, um, that, that's a real threat for Yeovil. So uh, Forest Green, 4-6. to six, uh, Not a fun pick, but hopefully... Uh, a banker pick, definitely fun when it wins. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. Um, what's your BTTS pick? I've already said mine, which was flute, Fleetwood Luton. Yes, yeah, uh, I've, I've you, had a change hit. of heart yeah.
1: for mine. Okay. Um, I am going to Ipswich Stoke. Stoke played out probably one of the worst games of the season last night against Wigan, <laughs> um, where absolutely nothing happened. Ipswich much, much <laughs> improved. Uh, it must be said against Derby at home, and their home form is is the only thing that's keeping them anywhere near. I mean, their, their away form is. I mean, it's, it's worse than Cruz, and that's saying something. So, um, so it seems to me like Nathan Jones now understands that, um, you know, that they This is a a period of time just to steady the ship. Really, I mean, we've got to hope that he's going to be given time to do so. But they haven't scored in the last four games, um, which is a pretty atrocious atrocious record. But we've seen against West Brom and Wigan that the defense is starting to be tightened up. Similarly, Ipswich didn't give much away against Derby last night and were good value for their points. So it feels to me like this is a cagey game with two managers who are basically building for next season and, and doing so by just trying to solidify the defence. Ipswich's defence is, of course, a massive concern, but you're, I'm taking that game in isolation last night as proof that they're moving in the right direction. Um, so BTTS, no, at three to four and what's short sure, surely going to be another drab game um is where i'm going
0: here. <laughs> surely uh nice uh what about long shots here george we'll go uh, with yours first
1: yeah my long shot is burton to win and cover the minus one handicap as well oh nice um at five to one uh burton are a team who i've struggled to really wrap my head around this season um but I, I think was, we all have you yeah. we'll
0: probably say the same about Shrewsbury who are their hosts
1: yeah exactly but it's, it's just this is a game where I think when the cards fall for Burton they're actually a very good team we've seen them have games where they've um, had a hell of a lot of shots Um, the Oxford match that was the other day, they had a man sent off after 10 minutes and that somewhat skews the data because they barely registered, but they went to AFC Wimbledon and got a really good three points there, covering the minus one in that 2-0 win. Shrewsbury in all sorts of trouble under Sam Ricketts. Um, He hasn't had the effect that they would have uh, desired apart from some really good performances, but in the end, futile attempts to get past Wolves in the FA Cup. They've conceded three against both Bradford and Luton uh, in recent weeks in the league. Um, so it's not beyond the runs possibility here that if if burton turn up the way that they can do um i mean i'm backing them to win the match of 15 to 8 but to cover the handicap wouldn't be a big surprise given Shrewsbury's uh seeming uh, you know they've they've had games this season where they've conceded a few so these long shots are proving to be our downfall at the moment yeah. um we do a couple but at 5 to 1 um burton to cover the handicap
0: Nice uh, mine is a goal scorer pick. I said the other day that uh, I would like to explore more goal scorer options and um, Black Tiber priced up uh, goal scorer markets in Sunday's game against Blackburn and Middlesbrough now uh, it's not one that the neutral will be, uh, salivating over this game. Blackburn, especially on really poor form at the moment and uh, and fans not impressed with what they've seen in, in recent weeks. And Middlesbrough uh on Middlesbrough I was quite impressed with them against Leeds, but they lost against Sheffield United and um, you know that you know that you know that there's gonna be certain patterns to their games, put it that way. Um, so I've picked a goal scorer bet and I do fancy Middlesbrough to be the stronger side here. Um, stronger on on both ends of the pitch, really. I think they can hurt uh, Blackburn because I think Blackburn's defence is looking a little bit shaky. So I'm taking George Savile any time at five to one. I really tried to find a sort of uh, defender goal scorer, some sort of set piece threat, but Aidan Flint's prices are always just very very short uh, to my eyes, and George Friend. Uh, I'm just not convinced that he's uh, much of a finisher of chances. But Friend will be galloping forward from left back and he'll be up for set pieces as well. So I wouldn't put anyone off him there. But uh, George Savile for me, is kind of Middlesbrough's second or third goal threat after Hugill or Sombolonga whoever starts up front and then Lewis Wing who's got a bit of a free role behind the striker I think Saville is, is the big threat from midfield uh, he breaks forward and he can do so knowing that they've always got a fairly solid structure behind him um, he can shoot from range we've seen him notch a couple of goals already this season from the edge of the box and we saw so last season with Millwall as well. He was a, a real threat, um, breaking forward from midfield there. So I don't think that Blackburn are in the best nick at the moment. And I don't think their right side is particularly strong um, defensively. So Saville driving forward from sort of left central midfield space. Um, I think he can be a threat. I'm taking him to score in this game any time at five to one for my long shot. Uh, I should say, George, that I had one more bold prediction. So for those who have forgotten, We're asking you guys to tweet us your bold predictions, something out of the ordinary, something a bit creative, something fun if you want. Uh, We're asking you to tweet us your bold predictions for something that will happen between now and the end of the season. George went with, West Brom will not make the playoffs. And I went with, West Brom will beat Norwich 2-1 in the playoff final and Craig Dawson will score. Um, But I've got two more quick ones. And that is that by the end of the season, I think Michael Appleton will be the Walsall manager. Or and or Daryl Clark, the Gillingham manager. We know... People are going
1: to think that we've got inside
0: info now. There's no inside info. (laughs) There's no inside info. Uh, I just know that these guys are highly sought after. It's nothing to do with them having done podcasts with us. They're highly sought after and I think that both of those managers, uh, Dean Keats and Lovell at Gillingham, Steve Lovell, I think that they are under a lot of pressure at the moment. So there's another long shot for me. So I'm part of that competition. Uh, Any... Well, the three best winners of the Bold Predictions competition will win a £50 free bet with black type. I'm just going to sum up the bets now. So in the match in focus, Carlisle MK Dons is where we are looking this weekend in League 2. I've gone for a draw and George wants MK Dons and over 2.5 as his pick. In the Championship, George's nap is Rotherham to win and mine is Sheffield United to win to nil. My nap is in League 1, which is Sunderland to beat Accrington at home at five to six on Friday night. And George in League One is picking the leaders Luton away at Fleetwood. Uh, in League Two, Forest Green for me at home to Yeovil. And George is going for Oldham against Crewe. BTTS, yes, in Fleetwood, Luton. And BTTS, no, uh, George is going for in that Ipswich Stoke game. Uh, and the long shot, Burton minus one for Mr. Ellick beside me. George Saville to score any time for Middlesbrough against Blackburn on Sunday for me. This has been another betting show. Uh, a valentine's special stick around with ntt20pod on twitter because on friday uh, i'll be traveling for the next episode of ntt20 meets recording an interview with the next special guest follow us on instagram at ntt20pod and twitter at ntt20pod for clues hints updates and stay tuned for that one Uh, that is it from us